This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. And then there was one. One standing. All you got to do is win your last game of the season. Yeah, simple. Not, not the regular season, but the Stanley Cup playoffs. And that is the Vegas Golden Knights, Stanley Cup champions of 2023. Just six. I didn't stutter, did I? <laughs> six NHL seasons yeah. to close it out. JB, that's got up piss off Canadian fans <laughs> yeah. from coast to coast. Yeah. Yeah, it should. But I mean, listen, Kip, they didn't just like get handed that team. I know people are upset about how they got some of their players. They made a lot of changes from that initial year. They were down. Now they missed playoffs last year. This is a team that has a lot of players who been through the ringer. They rallied, man. Uh, impressive. Victory, impressive playoff run, some great stories. Jack Eichel's a cool story. March so and Carlson and those original misfits. I thought, you know, a, a fitting champion to the 2023 20, season. He's Justin Bourne. I'm Nick Kiprios, Derek Brandeo, Jen Rolnick. Producing today, David Sisboomba. We've got Sammy on assignment. Um, <laughs> what an assignment. When, when, you, when you look at this outside of, and we're going to get into the things that you just mentioned, yeah. including a better conversation on... Uh, on on a Jack Eichel and uh, wow what a what a turnaround of a career uh, so quickly yeah but uh, didn't get the series that we probably would have hoped in in a five game series yeah. in which Vegas not off to a great start last night but I I. I I gotta look twice I don't even know what the final score was was it nine three three it's not often we see. Closing out. It was games. over. A bull Bob did his best to hang in there till the end, but nine three. The um, sunset. What what uh, what stands out for, outside of naming some individual? What what stood out for you in in the dominance of Vegas over Florida? Their defense, that defense core. You know, in the end, I think what stands out is you look at the Con Smythe Trophy voting. And there's no guy, right? There's no guy where you're like, ah, he played 28 minutes on defense. You know, it's got to be him. Or this guy ran away with the scoring or the goaltender is unbelievable. This was a real team effort. They were 6D deep. I think their bottom pair played 18 and a half minutes per yeah, game. Yeah. So, and, and if you looked at the minutes off of Florida, how many guys needed to, to spend most nights playing over 20 minutes? Yeah. Mahura is playing 12 a night because Montour is playing 28 you know, Ekblad's playing in a ton of minutes and Forsling a ton and some of their other guys couldn't couldn't quite spread out the time. So to me, the D was the the separator in the end. But I'm going to say something here. Like, look, no disrespect to that Florida team who had an unbelievable playoff run dominant at times. But minus Kachuk, you looked at that forward group last night. Not great. You know, like it looks so different. It's such a testament to how great and important Matthew Kachuk was to that team. A pretty average forward core led by this guy what a series and for him to play with a broken sternum couldn't even put his gear on yeah what a series for him yeah couldn't raise his arms to get his jersey yeah. uh on couldn't tie his skates needed somebody else to tie his skates and and stuck through it here um and that's the one thing i, I can look at this and say yes uh five game series and florida nowhere near the team vegas was but i can, 
right to the bitter end, man, even in a 9-3 loss, like, they left it all out there. Oh, Florida played. They played their, I don't know, what's appropriate these days. They yes. played hard, Nick. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. They did. So, and that's where I, I think, you know, everybody talks about uh, a copycat league and it just seems whatever the Stanley Cup champion, the the blueprint off of that, everyone's follows. And I wrote about this. You know, whether today. or not you're, you're, you did it focus around the Leafs, of course, because that's where I'm kind of taking this conversation. But uh, it's, it's just pretty simple though, that you can, you can talk about size, you can talk about style of play, but when we looked at these two finalists, yep. deserving finalists, say what you will, there's a lot of people out there going, ah, Florida, I knew it, and they sucked, and yeah. they sucked most of the season, and they sucked at the uh, end of uh, this series. And I'm like, no, no, you weren't paying attention if, if you really don't understand what it was uh, that we witnessed here. And I thought Paul Maurice said it best, and I – I know we've got a clip of Paul Maurice uh, describing his experience with the Florida Panthers. And we, we, we know when you're a Stanley Cup champion, it's just a given that that uh, that th- these are the words spoken out of champions. But it, it's also true to form on Florida Panthers. So let's, let's have a listen of Paul Maurice postgame. Coach, we've heard you talk so many times about this whole run about guys getting to keep certain things, games, moments, things like that. Looking at the whole group, obviously, this feels much more like the beginning for a lot of these guys. What do you hope they keep from these last two months or so? Hmm. What it can be like, and, and I don't mean in terms of winning the Stanley Cup, but what a room can be like, what a work environment can be like, when you find that uh, special, special group of guys. To describe the relationship, I would say they they just love each other. Like truly care about each other and connect with each other and Lord knows play through things with each other. Um, Remember the feeling. It's not the moments necessarily on the ice, the goals. As a matter of fact, I don't think that's what it is at all with these guys. It was, they just care about each other. They just loved each other, treat each other like so well, so respectfully well, have fun with it, work their butts off every day. But it was truly a special year. I, I don't think that I can describe it to you very well. You have to, and I'm more of an observer to all of it than a participant in it. To sit back and watch them, it's been it's been spectacular. It's it's I don't know what the right words are for it, but kind of. All right, that's good enough for me. Good it's good enough for me because, as we said, it, it's a copycat league, and there's mm-hmm. general managers now and coaches saying, "Okay, let's let's copycat that." I I would hope that there are. 30 teams out there and if the majority never watched this series at all just listen to Paul Maurice's words of what it could be like and then how he spoke of his players and the closeness and how they came together and what they would do for each other and then ask yourselves 
And yes, I'm going back to the Toronto Maple Leafs on this conversation. Hey, it's a Leaf show. Ask yourself. Not is, what, what it, your team can do for you. Is that is that us? Yeah. Is that us? Did you ever see the movie uh, uh, Jerry Maguire? Yes. Okay. Do you remember the scene where uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. And, and Jerry are like having this moment and then they go to that star quarterback with his agent and they're like awkward standing and it's like, shouldn't we be more like them? Yeah. And that's what I felt like thinking about the Toronto Maple Leafs and what Florida is and what Vegas is. And it's mm-hmm. like, are you guys, yeah. are you guys close I like know. that? I know. Do you and care I, about each other I like that? I think you're onto something, a really great thing, but I think that sports people and GMs have known the thing you're talking about, that chemistry, right? But I don't know that you can go get it. Yeah, Do you know you what can. I mean? I don't know yeah, that you I, can. See, I think you're wrong. I think you can go get it. Well, you just go in. Yeah, they brought in Ryan O'Reilly, one of those guys who's been credit for credited for being a at the core of rooms with great chemistry, right? That's part of yeah. his reputation. I know in Buffalo just, it wasn't per se. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. But and, when, when and, you go out and seek out chemistry over yeah. talent on the ice, you get in real yeah. trouble. Oh, we got a bunch of great guys. We oh, never win, but no, everyone's... No, it's not one or the other, JB. You can have it all. You can. It's yeah. very hard. I don't I, think people not... don't know that chemistry yeah. is important. You hear every GM be like, the culture of no. our team. No, they got character people in there. And you you. By the way, I heard homework. a lot about Winnipeg and that stuff from Maurice. That's what I heard. Do Yeah, yeah, good point. He left Winnipeg. Because he's like, this team can't. They won't. Listen, I didn't even think of that angle. You're, you're 100% right. Then he goes to a group where he's like, what it can be like. This is what he was looking for. Like I said, that, that's a message to the 30 teams that are on the outside looking in. Yeah. And you, I went Toronto, you, you went Winnipeg. But I think any, any other team that just didn't make it to the Stanley Cup final, yeah. it, it applies to all of them. But JB, like, it's, it's not one of those things. Like I looked at the Leafs and they had this philosophy – and then it's like going to a trade deadline. It's like, plan B. And it's like, I'm sorry, too late. Too late. And and Ryan O'Reilly ain't coming in and fixing your, well, your chemistry thought, nor issue. Nor is Jason Spezza or nor is Marlowe's a great guy and Thornton's a great guy and Simmons is yeah. a great guy but, and but, great but, guy, great guy, great guy. Hey, but, but like, like Mark Stone, like Kelly McCrimmon knew this guy. From Junior. Yeah. Like, he knew his character. He knew high, high level of character. Forget about the talent. This is the second. sins of Ottawa, not hey. the praise for Vegas for me. The Ottawa get rid of hey. a guy like that is sacrilege. Alec Martinez. I, he had some issues last year. But to, to listen to him speak after with uh, Elliot and and uh, David Amber. And it just they just drip of character. And... There's a lot of teams. I'm not just talking about Toronto. There's a lot of teams that are missing that element. If you have the right people looking for it, then you have a better chance to have it all. Talent and character. But But you need character to judge character. But you know what, Kip? Winning heals everything, right? Winning cures all, whatever your phrase is. Winning, winning, winning. 
the New England Patriots would go out when they were winning all their Super Bowls. They'd go out and get these ragtag guys who are trouble and they'd bring them into our culture and bring them into our culture. And they would, you know, straight and narrow once they're with New England and all of a sudden they'd get through these great years out of them. And to me, it's easy to show character on good teams. So Jack Eichel goes to Vegas and they win all the time. I'm not saying he's a bad character guy at all. He might be the best guy in the world. But it's easy in those situations when you're winning to have good character. And so I think that... Yeah, it's the chicken and the egg theory well, it is. here. It's like when you're winning, it's okay. easy to say, hey, we're in this together. When you're losing, guys start to go, well, it's this idiot. He doesn't get it out enough. Or In about eight minutes, we're going to welcome in Derek Engeland, uh, one of the founding members of uh, Vegas Golden Knights uh, on their first cup run. Uh, we're going to get his thoughts on... Five years later. So I'm looking forward to that as yeah. well. But I'm, I want to pick up this conversation on Jack Eichel coming to a team like Vegas. And it's real simple for me, uh, JB. It, real simple is that, you know, you, you can have any attitude you want outside of, you know, for Jack in, in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. But when you are now thrusted into a dressing room with five or six quality guys... Like there, there's like you want to bring whatever you, uh, whatever luggage you had in Buffalo into that room, yeah. With the likes of Alex Petrangelo and Mark Stone and Riley Smith and John Marchessault and even William uh, Carey, mm -hmm. you are going to get eaten up. You are going to get swallowed. They won't allow it. For you to come in and 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 be the guy that you thought you were in Buffalo. Yeah. And Jack, to his credit, was smart enough to say, like, this is a, this is like a breath of fresh air here. I don't have to be the guy. I don't have to feel like I'm carrying the franchise on my shoulder. I don't have to feel like um uh, I have to be the guy at ten million dollars every night. That helps, right? All I gotta do is just go out and play. Yeah. And you you listen to Jack Eichel. Uh, David, do we have Jack Eichel at all? Let's let's just have a listen because I don't get a... Everybody, have a listen to Jack Eichel because I don't get a, a, a snippet of, of the guy he used to be in Buffalo in this, but you all be the judge. What a journey. Put it into words. It's hard to now. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to come up with something. I mean, it's... Uh, the best feeling in the world. Um, you know, we had uh, we had a pretty pretty good run there, and I just love those guys in that room, and so happy to be here. And you know, we, we battled through the playoffs. We, I mean, I just give everyone so much credit, management, ownership, the whole organization. It's um, it's a really special organization, and uh, I just feel blessed to be a part of it. Jack, what about your personal journey? I mean, there was probably doubt sometimes that crept in. You would maybe never get this opportunity. It's here, you've done it. What does this mean to you? What gave you the strength? Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of adversity. Um, but, you know, coming here and being with these guys every day, it really changed my outlook on a lot of things. And I started to, uh, you know, really enjoy coming to the rink again. And, um, you know, obviously got my health back and 
I can't give the Knights, the entire organization, enough credit for allowing me to come in here, you know, get a surgery and, and uh, get back out. And um, I mean, we just have an unbelievable group of guys in that room that really, really care about each other. And all right, that's good. When you're going on a run like okay. did he four got four times? Did he met? Uh, he he went always went back to I love these guys and uh, everything's about his teammates and how they 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 changed him. He just said it. They yeah. they changed his outlook. Yeah, I I think that this is a guy who like a lot of young talented players in the league on bad teams you wear this giant burden of fixing it of being the savior for your franchise and these guys alleviated him of that burden, right? He now looks like a winner. He's a guy who has he's done it. Frankly, Eichel, he almost won the Conn Smythe, you know, depending on who you ask. I don't think he was that great in playoffs. Six, seven goals or something. He was good. He's good. But, you know, he didn't have to be great here. And that's, to your point, yeah. if he's making $10 million on a bad yeah. team and he's okay, yeah. it looks a lot different than it looks when his team wins. Yeah, I thought he was great. You did. But, but not, like, it didn't have to be, like, my numbers are supporting yeah. greatness. But you, you watch him. He played and his game to his credit. Like, for sure. There... There wasn't anyone that could touch that skill level yeah. on Florida. And we knew, you know, led by Matthew Kachuk, they're going to find different ways to put the puck in the net. And usually it's a hard four check. Mm -hmm. But that that skill level is is special. And just to be able to focus on that, not worry about anything else. And, you know, I, again, it just – he for him to acknowledge that, you know, I, th I thought – a certain way and then I, I meet up with these guys in this room yeah. and now I can change a little bit of my outlook. I, I think he's is, going to be a much better player the next five years than any other oh, point uh, in his career. It's you know, he's been freed. Been freed. To me. And now he can just play. But he you gotta give him credit for at least looking at the opportunity and not wasting it and, and showing so much yeah, maturity. Yeah, yeah. Like well, he, and that's, he I would has say to take he was advantage. an immature guy in the early part of his really career. Really immature that guy. That is, you know, everyone who... But listen, you want to give a kid an inch, he's going to take a mile. Yeah, they, they gave him, gave him, him too inches. much too soon. Yeah. And that, is, is that Eichel's fault? Is that Buffalo's fault? Or is that just the way the system is set up? We know it. And yeah. I'm not going to get into this CBA thing, but it's set up for for guys to come in and think that this is the way the world wo works and it's a lesson for teams me, in dealing with their young guys first, too pay me first and then I'll win right instead of my era hey show so me you, you can, can win, and then we will pay you yeah it's tough cuz sometimes you're not in a circumstance to win but i understand your point and i and i do think that it is a lesson about a lot of young guys you know, in the league who come in and just get handed 23 minutes a night. And yeah, SD's not great, but, you know, we sure want him out there. And, you know, sometimes it's okay for your young players to get a scolding, healthy scratch the game, you know, play in the third, fourth line here and there. It's not, you're not ruining a young guy. You know, it's progress towards a career, you know, and being the best player these guys can be. So credit to him for doing the work to get where he needed to be. Did you catch a couple of uh, Instagram posts of... The celebration. I don't. I don't know what what club they went to, but it was awfully Vegas looking. Yeah, yeah. I was actually wondering. Like, I wonder if Denver, some Denver players, showed up there the the next day. So, 
All right, let's welcome in Derek Englund, uh, uh, original member of the Golden Knights, lucky enough to experience uh, great success with the Stanley Cup final. And then five years later, they bring the trophy home. I was telling Derek, uh, JB, uh, there's a lot of ticked off fan bases right now going, okay, what gives six years? How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Now, where are you exactly? Are you in Vegas? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually at the practice rink right now. But, what? Uh, <laughs> Working on oh, your game or what? What is it? Is, did they open up a nightclub there? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I actually went home early, early somewhat uh, last night. I, my boys had uh, sports at 8 this morning. So I uh, kind of took... Uh, Took the responsible route uh, last night, but I'm sure Saturday uh, with the parade, I think it's Saturday night, so I'm sure that'll be a late one. Well, can you just share as a as as a as a as a guy that uh, was there at the very beginning and what you went through, and you know, also factor in this was a community that uh, bonded together through one of the worst mass shootings in U.S. history and all of that and and the fan base and to get to the point where six years later to win win the Stanley Cups what kind of what kind of flow of emotion uh does that put put you at yeah it's amazing it's um you know you you wish you were out there still uh at that moment uh when, when the buzzer goes but uh just to be part of it uh five years later uh still with the organization and uh uh, just seeing how this city has—it's—it's it's a hockey city now. It's uh, you know, uh, you know, guys want to come play here and stuff because of what they've done here uh, with the the organization, what Bill Foley's done, George and Krim, and uh, but the fan base was—it was insane last night at the rink, outside the rink. Uh, you know, it's just been uh, tremendous to see from day one, and like you said, the tragedy of one October and how this city has really become a, a community now uh, to something to rally around uh, their own their own sports team you know it is something watching the community outside what people think of as vegas and the strip there i know i played some echl hockey against the wranglers back in the day and it is a, a different environment there you've had the chance to live there to be a part of that outside of the glitz and glamour part of vegas life um, and I imagine that some of the guys who were there with you in Vegas launched have kind of settled in nicely there too. When you saw the air quotes misfits get handed the Stanley Cup second, third, fourth there, were there any names in particular that stood out to you as, uh, you know, like, you know, that feeling special for those particular players? Yeah, all, all those guys, yeah. all the guys that I went through that first year, uh, you, you know, it was, it, I thought it was really cool that Bruce, uh, Started those guys, uh, five of the six of them. Uh, you know, I was hoping Carrier maybe get a starting goalie or something for a few seconds. <laughs> but I thought that was pretty cool to start the game off there. You know, it's a uh, tough, tough couple shifts uh, to start, but to still start the, that, that line. And it's not like the building needs to be any louder, but uh, starting those guys, it definitely add a little more juice to the, to the already insane environment there. And, um, you know, to see, you know, Mark Wynn, he was my choice uh, for Con Smythe. Um, I wasn't sure if they were going to go Eichel or him, but, uh, you know, I was happy to see him win that. Uh, he was phenomenal throughout the whole playoffs. And, you know, all those guys lifting that, uh, you know, just brings you back to that first year. The, you know, 
not quite finishing what we started, but uh, to see it five years later is uh, amazing to see. We're talking to Derek Englund, former Vegas Golden Knights uh, alternate uh, captain in the inaugural year for uh, the Golden Knights. If if you look back at uh, you know your Stanley Cup final and falling short and what you saw out of the Vegas Golden Knights last night to, to win it, what is one or two things that just stood out for you um, as, as true different make makers? Oh, uh, I think that first year we, we worked as a team, uh, you know, we didn't have any, the high end talent that the team has now, you know, with Ico and stone and Petrangelo adding to the already, um, deep organization. Um, we didn't have those those top 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 guys, uh, but the depth this year was, you know, all four lines contributed throughout the playoffs. Uh, you, you know, you you watch them play Edmonton, and you know those two lines, but we had we had three, you know, top lines, and our fourth line is is phenomenal too. So the depth and and then the goalie carousel uh, from the All Star break on, five goalies. Uh, Bressois comes in, uh, gets a starting nod and then he'll, you know, he gets hurt and he'll comes in and, you know, I thought last night he was, he kept the game zero, zero for a while there. Uh, he made some huge stops to, to, to kind of nullify their push at the beginning. And, uh, then in the second, the team just took over the depth and, the the, all the, the, the skill that the team has. So what is the plan in the city? Are they going to cruise down the strip with the Stanley Cup or what's happening? Again? There? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they did last night? <laughs> did yeah. they? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, they were all over last night. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, the, the strip, it's going to be Saturday night, uh, the parade. I'm not sure the exact route or anything, but uh, uh, it'll be going down the strip and I think uh, probably end up at uh, T-Mobile at the plaza there. Oh, wow. You know, if if you so, want to talk about uh, uh, somebody that uh, I, I don't even know if the proper terms putting your neck out on the line here, but uh, you know, Bill Foley, and I think you've got a relationship with him. Is it a working relationship uh, at, at all? And what you can tell us about him, and you know, turning a, a quote of three years to make the playoffs, six to win the Stanley Cup, and actually make it true. Uh, what's this say about this guy? Yeah, you know, I think you you look at everything he's done with with every venture he does. He doesn't go in half in. He goes all in, uh, and it shows with the team with the the moves they've had to make. You know, there's been some difficult trades and all that stuff throughout the the, the first six years. Um, but he, at the end of the day, is all in uh, to guy, get a guy like Petro uh, here. Um, you know, Eichel, Stone. He's he's all in. Doesn't matter. The, what uh, what it's going to take he wants to win and and you know it's being on the 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 other side not the player side you get to see it a lot more and hear all the ventures he does he's all in for everything and you know it seems like everything he does uh, he does it the right way and it all takes off so it's uh, been amazing to see uh, and be a part of uh, part of that on that side and um you know I'm just excited to see <laughs> You know, it just ended last night, but excited to see what uh, what happens uh, here in the near future. And uh, last one for me, Derek, just want to get your take on uh, Bruce Cassidy and, and the impact he's had this season as, uh, you know, first year with the team here, takes them all the way to, to winning a Stanley Cup. What, uh, what has he done differently there, just in a unique way that has helped the team have success? Well, I, th- I think first off, uh, right at the beginning of the season, 
just the way he practices. Um, you know, I think uh, the previous years we might have lacked that grit in front of the net. Um, you know, you go to the Dallas series that we lost in Montreal. Um, the willingness to go to the net might not have been as uh, um, as much as uh, with Bruce. You know, the practice, you just watch him practice and everything's get to the net, uh, you know, um, wreak havoc on the other goalies. Because if you're, you're making a deep run, you're going to run into hot goalies. And Bobrovsky was no different. He was phenomenal, but they made it hard on him. And that's what uh, I think his biggest thing. And then, you, you know, taking uh, one thing that sticks out is taking, you know, Jack Eichel. He's known for his his offensive abilities. You know, he's up there with those the generational talents. But his two-way game under Bruce is, you know, just taken off. He, he's he's a 200-foot player now, and I think uh, a lot has to do with how Bruce coaches and how he's developed him into that full 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 player. Hey, Derek, if if Wayne Newton doesn't have a Stanley Cup party for the boys, I'm going to be really disappointed. Oh, I, I know. I should text him. I uh, we actually uh, met up. Uh, having dinner one night and uh, we actually share a birthday. So we text uh, every year on our birthdays, uh, happy birthday. So yeah. <laughs> do you call them new boys? <laughs> yeah. Wayner. So, uh, yeah, you never know. It's freaking yeah, never know. <laughs> Possibilities are endless here. Well, listen, uh, really appreciate your time. I'm sure you're going to, you're going to catch up to the guys at some point uh, and, and celebrate. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Appreciate right. it. Thanks so much. Derek England, one of the original care, misfits. Yeah, good good for him. You know, now, still involved we, with the org. Now, he played in the same league, right? In Vegas, the ECHL? Yes, he played for the Wranglers. W- w- did you play against him? I, you know, I actually just looked it up before did you, we went Did on you air. cross I, paths? I don't think so. He did played... you run him, spear him? <laughs> oh, God, pretty no tough, chance. Eh? Pretty tough. He played in 06. I would have played against them in the playoffs in 06, 07. Missed him by a year. Yeah, that's Thank good, yeah. thank goodness. Let yeah. me ask you about uh, Aiden Hill. Did Ooh, I did he... play against him when he was in Wilkesburg. Oh, you Sorry. did. Anyway, okay. Yeah. Uh, Aiden Hill. Yeah. Did he, is it just me or did he just get better and better and better? Yeah. You know, I think it's one of those things again, and not when your team is winning and you have that momentum and that confidence, and you feel like. You know, you're a part of this machine. I, I just think it's incredible for guys' confidence. You, what you're saying is he played way over his head and he's he, going to come down to earth. That's what you're telling me. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> you know, I know, and I can hear I, it in your voice. You know, what was he in playoffs? Like a 920 save 936, or 936, I yeah, think. Okay, well, he's not that. I think it's the, one of the best in history. Okay, well, that's good. That's very good. He's probably for over not 15 that. games. Yeah, he was excellent for them. So, But he's 27 years old. Like, that's... That's upside. If you put a lot of goalies behind Petrangelo, Theodore, McNabb, Hegg, White Cloud, uh, I don't know who I missed there, but it's pretty pretty good. So he's a UFA. Yeah. Like if Jack can go five times five and not get out of the first round, like where is this guy? Got to be nervous anytime a goalie has like a one-off good season. But he's, uh, you know, from talking to goalie people a little bit, he sounds like a more technically sound, big, they like Aiden Hill. The numbers like him. That that game last night did not start out like it he was going to end up 9-3. He made some stops. He he made huge stops. I I can't remember. Was it Barkov who tried to cut yeah. to his uh, his uh, his left side? 
Hill's left side, and he just stuck out the longest leg in the league. He must be, what, six? He's almost 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, he's a lot of person. I was actually just looking for that. Yeah. He, yeah, I think he's listed at 6'5", but they tell me he's, yeah. he could almost come in as 6'6". Six, six. He's listed as 6'6 six, six on Elite Prospects. Okay, so yeah. maybe 6'7". Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, he's a giant. He's a giant. Yeah. And how, how would you not be attracted to that? Are if you you're, saying what I think you're saying? Well, if you're undecided about the Leaf net, would you revisit that? Would you go 5'5 five, five for Aiden Hill? Uh, yes. Ooh, yeah, I would. Final answer. Lock it in. Yeah. And Ottawa should go five times five. You want to know my answer? Yeah. I would too. I would. Yeah. Five, five. Let's go. Aiden yeah. Hill. And I'll tell you another thing that I absolutely loved, and I think it was Kachuk that crashed him earlier in the series. And he's oh, he got back attitude. Yeah. He'll come back and he'll. He threw a couple blockers. Two. And, and, and a major slash, yeah. but not a major slash. I don't mean major is right. five minute and thrown out of a game, but he gave him a very good whack. He is like, this is my area. That's you want to come in? That's Jack Campbell who's giving guys. The price. He's yeah, slashing guys, but it's his own teammates. Yeah, yeah. Love you. Love yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love that about him. Yeah. I think he could come in and give major attitude to a hockey club. Love that. Um, March, someone's gone. Smythe, way to go. Um or can I ask you about Ottawa now? Yeah, sure. Are we done on? Yeah, we're, we're good. We're Congrats good. to the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, Michael and Lauer. And Lauer gets the team. He has. And uh, I said it, I think, maybe a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. They're going to end up with a great owner. And uh, whether it was my group or someone else's. And sure enough, they, they are. He's a quality guy. Yeah. Michael and Lauer. So, and that's for 90% of the team. The girls retain 10% is my understanding. Yeah, he'll take 90%. And uh, I, in, in terms of uh, majority ownership, we obviously know Michael has it, but yeah. uh, there could be probably 30 or 40 minority owners involved in his, his group oh, as really? well. Oh, really? A lot of other money in there as well? Yeah, lots of I mean, lots I was actually thinking assets. of this. He owns 10% of the Leafs, or sorry, the Habs yes. that he's going to sell. Yes. Habs, if if Ottawa's worth a billion, the Habs got to be worth three. Yeah, you got to be careful with that too, because okay, it's it's not what it's worth. Okay, it's what it's worth to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, the one thing that you know I was able to see is you know, where the dollars are yeah. and uh, where they're spent, and you know the. It, it's a, it's a great opportunity, but 10%. it's challenging. It's a big number, and it will be very challenging uh, to create additional revenue in what is considered one of the smaller markets in the National with Hockey Ottawa. League with Ottawa. But yeah. I, I'm curious what his 10 percent of the, the Canadians is worth. Like probably 250 million dollars. Yeah, I listen. I I. I wouldn't it, even guess, but if yeah. if you think it's worth two billion, yeah. Montreal is that where you're yeah, kind of two point five? Okay. I'm just going off Ottawa's sure. sale price sure. and what what yeah. they would probably be worth. Yeah. That's a pretty big piece of. It is a pretty big piece, but you also have to find the right buyer who's willing to give you two hundred and fifty million dollars to be a ten percent owner. No, 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 no. To be um, uh, to be a, a a glamorous season ticket holder. <laughs> Yeah, like but you don't you have do, a ton of input it, at that percentage. What, what, what do you think it gets you? A tenth what, what of a vote? It, <laughs> maybe. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't get you a vote. Yeah. 
I mean, if you want to negotiate that, maybe it gets you a vote, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe you're just a silent partner. And I think in Canada, and all you do is you just, you, you just come to the games and people you, go, you on the team. You go, yeah, you, make peace. Uh, yeah. You get to walk around the building and say that I'm a minority owner. Yeah. And like I said, what's that get Some you? Some sister, you can't a, be in this a, area. A, what a do you visit, mean? I own the visit in the suite, right? <laughs> yeah. And the only way uh, you hope that the, the franchise appreciates, and then one day you maybe cash out or yeah. you pass it on to your kids. I, I don't know, but it's going to take... You're less excited about it's that gonna take, I you would be. It's going to take a, a while for... Uh, Ottawa to turn this thing around and and make money. Yeah. There has to be a new building sooner than later come in. I am curious like the, how involved how much this will affect next season because the understanding that I have is that, you know, and Lauer didn't land this bid and now he's the guy. Like there's a transition period, there's financing that has to be in place, yeah. there's a board of governors vote. You know, you've heard people say, oh, uh, Steve Steos is going to be the GM or, uh, you know, the co Patrick Waugh is going to be the coach, whatever people are saying. Can it happen? Can it happen in time for the season? It can happen, can, uh, do, yeah. I, I, it all depends on when they're, when when Ann Lauer is allowed to, uh, agreed to get the keys. Does it, do those decisions now, you know, he could have negotiated that once I sign off on this and we've got it, everything locked in, I take over right away. I, yeah. I think he could have negotiated that if he wanted to. Is I it, hope he did, just because you don't want the Ottawa just or, stuck spinning or, their wheels here, waiting to close he, on the house. Yeah. Does he have to wait till September? But there, there's some key decisions. Obviously, Debrinket is, is a key decision. Yeah, and you're not going to Anna and Olivia, which I believe are the girls' names, and saying, hey, do you guys want Debrinket? You know, like they're not going to be the majority owner. It shouldn't be their decision. So I, I don't know anything about the process. Yeah. I'm just hopeful for Ottawa Senators' yeah. fan's sake that they're able to move I would on imagine with some expediency. It's whatever he negotiated when he signed on the dotted yeah. line. and Sounds like there's lots and, of negotiations. Lots of dotted lines. Gave a check. <laughs> How do you tra do you e transfer that? <laughs> do you accept TAF? <laughs> um, around the league, Kip. Yeah, we're doing that. Okay, um, shocking. Jason Spezza, <gasps> assistant general manager. Like, have you ever heard of an AGM getting hired before a GM is even hired and is going to be hired in the same year? Unless you know who the GM is going to be. You think another Maple Leaf? How is it not Brandon Pridham? Okay, Wes Clark. Who else can follow fast enough? Right, Kyle. But what do the Leafs do? Like you heard Shanahan be like, "Yeah, the draft's going to be run by Pridham and Clark." Like, presumably, Pridham would have a contract that they're waiting to expire yeah. or through the draft as a courtesy to the I, Leafs. Again, I, I don't know what that would entail. Usually, if you have a chance to advance, teams don't hold you back. Right. And so I if I'm Shanahan, case, I go to Pridham and I say, are you going to Pittsburgh? Because we don't want you running our draft if you are. Well, and he I, goes, well, they haven't talked to me yet, but... It all depends on what's in his current deal now because yeah. there are some teams that overpay an assistant general manager to say, uh, you don't get the clause, that you're locked in. I'm, yeah. I, I paid, pay I paid like a premium. A, almost a GM. Almost like a GM for you not to go and get a GM job. I, I wouldn't know what Brendan, uh, uh, what arrangement he has. But I think it's fair to say they know who it's going to be. 
Because you don't hire an AGM. If you're going to hire a GM, they get to bring their they, guys. They know who it is already. His 100%. name's Kyle Dubas. Well, thank you. Okay. A hundred percent. This is his show. Dubas is Gordon. He's okay. Rutherford. If you want to go get a Patrick Alvin to do paperwork. And say, I need another body who's on the same hey, page as ma- me. Make phone calls. You're the GM. It'll further your resume. You, you want to make some calls, come back to me. Propose the deals. You got a deal worked out? I yeah. don't like that one. Call him back. That's that's all that's going to happen there. This is new and, in the NHL. Like the yeah. last few GMs hired, yeah. it feels like yeah. intend to run their team. The president intends to run the team. So Yeah. And hey, listen, uh, Spezza now is the new Sheldon Keefe for Kyle. What does that mean? His guy. His guy. His guy. The, the, the relationship. Yeah. Right? It's good to have a guy. Yeah, it's a good to have a guy, but sometimes you want to show that I can stand on my own two feet. Right. I don't need a guy. It's nice to get your resume have, up first. It's nice to have people believe in you, but you don't want to just be known as someone's guy. For sure you don't. No, it's but, not but good. But if you're no one's guy, you and never get you, to be I'll, anyone. I'll tell you, just talking from a few, you know, behind the scenes, there's don't like that look. There's a, a lot of people that that saw thought, you know, Jason would run and share, you know information to to kyle and oh you mean within the leafs yeah within the leafs yeah right well that's his job no i know but there's some people that in my experience there was always that thought that uh if anything's said or or done in the you know in the dressing room there'd always be yeah. uh, whether it would be a trainer or uh a, a security person at the door or someone's gonna go and and rat you out yeah you know and I'm not saying, and I'm not insinuating that Jason was a rat. Yeah. I'm just saying that sometimes when you're so close to somebody that if you feel like you're talking to them, you know, it's just going to go exact. It's going to go straight to the other person. Yep. And that, and my point in all of this is you don't necessarily want to be close to anybody to the point where you don't think that, you know, your relationship with a player or yes. your, your, um, your ability, uh, to, to have trust with somebody uh, doesn't go any further than, than looking someone in the eye. Coaches seek that out, right? Like on every team everywhere, they call the equipment manager in and they say, hey, I heard that these two guys are fighting uh, in the dressing yeah, room. Yeah, exactly. Are, you, are, you, are they fighting in the room? What's you know, going on? Pipeline. Yeah. Right? Yeah, pipeline. Like I heard so-and-so is having problems with every, whatever. Every dressing room since junior. Yes. The you, coach wants to know what's going on in the room. But players would know. Like if if information's getting out yeah. on on things, yeah, can't talk near the trainer. Uh, or well, whatever, or whatever you get is. a feel for who's a pipeline and who's not when yeah. when you're so joined at the hip, and that's what the challenge is for, you know, uh, ex players going into that that environment. I think of Jack Nicholson and. Uh... You know, the departed and the cheese eating rats. It's really good. You don't, be, you don't want to be the cheese eating rat. <laughs> you know, it's not a good label. All right, we're going to go to break. All right. God, that was a fast 43 uh, minutes oh, here. We, we could do a couple right? today, but yeah. We didn't even need Sammy. No, who needs Sammy? Nobody He's needs Sammy. He's Cabot, no big deal. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. Uh, JB's going to give us, uh, what are you going to give us? Some playoff picks. Some playoff, playoff picks. picks, yep. All right, more real Kipper and Bourne. After these words. 
Dive deep into Toronto sports and the NFL. The JD Bunkus podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne. It's time for playoff picks. Yes, it is. And I'm going to do the whole formal introduction for that. It's time for playoff <laughs> picks presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. Be honest. Were you just snoozing and I caught you off guard a little bit? <laughs> I sound like I just woke up. <sighs> um, so, you know, season's over. Nothing else to bet on this year. But that doesn't mean that next year's Stanley Cup odds aren't out. Okay, how quickly, like... Did that? To be honest, they were up like weeks ago. And have they not changed? They've changed, yeah. They have. They've moved a little bit. So now we have our final look at, uh, you know, at the end of the season, next year's Stanley Cup odds. The Stanley Cup favorites going into next year are the Colorado Avalanche, plus 850. Now, Landis done, right? Do they know that? I don't know. I wouldn't bet on that knowing that myself. Plus, well, you know for sure he's out all season. Yeah. So no Landeskog. That's a big one. Second and third. Well, tied for second. Uh, the Maple Leafs and the Oilers, the next shortest odds to win the Stanley Cup. So looking at the odds, you want to find value. You want to find a team that you think is going to see their number get smaller as it gets closer to the season. So I took a look at teams that made the playoffs that you know, that don't have or that have really long odds. The two longest odds for playoff teams is from this past year are Seattle and the Islanders. The Islanders are plus 5,000. And you think it's, that's a drop a hun on that. You know, never know. But here's what I think is a better bet than that. So Seattle, pretty good, plus 3,500. That, you know, they were, went to the second round this year. No reason to think they're going to be worse next year. Two teams that stand out, the Buffalo Sabres were plus 3,300. Sabres missed playoffs by a point. Is it finally time for them to push some chips in? Like, they think they have a goalie now in Devin Levi. Could you see them? They have a huge amount of cap space. Could they be a team that decides... Remember uh, Detroit the year before signed seven players at UFA time, decided to get good? We see it, and the Kings did it too. Like, teams flipped the switch. I could see Buffalo doing that, and their odds getting shorter. The other team, the Kings at plus 1,800, they're involved in every rumor. Every available player is rumored to be going to the Kings. It's Matthews. It's Marner here in Toronto. It's anyone who's any good. So the Kings are going to be actively trying to get better. So that's a number I like a little bit too. Where are the Stanley Cup finalists in Florida Panthers? Uh, the Florida Panthers are plus 1,800 as well. See, they're right there with LA. Yeah. Like you and think it'd be, be a lot different? higher. Well, they're returning everyone on the decor, which is the reason they won. Are you getting Bobrovsky picking up where he kind of left off or... Sorry, I was thinking about uh, right. Vegas there. Yeah, yeah, you're right about Florida. No, yeah, Florida, yeah. Florida. Yeah, Florida's not going to lose much, doesn't look like. But they're not. W- w- so That's, you said they're with L.A.? Yeah, so that they have the, like, 10th, 11th longest odds of any Should team. Should not be a lot higher? They went to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, that's probably a good bet, too. Dallas Stars right there, too, plus 1,700, who are in the conference final. They're right there with Florida. So those are the teams if you're going to place one of those long shot bets. That's where you do it. So uh, that has been Playoff Picks, presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. All right. Um, just one note on Mark Stone. No better celebrator he's, in he's, sports. He's now my favorite player. 
Favorite player. Yeah, my favorite player. He is maybe one of the best meat and potato superstar ever for me. All right. Let's do you want to set the internet on fire? Or should I should I not do it? No, do it. Do it. We Stanley got a Cup minutes. playoffs. You can have Matthews or Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Game seven, Stone yeah. all day long, pal. God, how do you do that? Yeah. How do you have a leaf show? Yeah. And pick Mark Stone over Austin Matthews. Really? All you day long. Yeah. All day long. One guy gets it. One I want horses back there. <laughs> One guy still hasn't figured it out. I, you know what? That's, I, I wouldn't, uh, I, I don't have a quick answer myself. I'd take Matthews. There it is. I gave it a second. I would take Matthews, but I know a lot of people. I, I was talking to uh, Bunkus and McKee. And they're talking, I was saying uh, Vegas doesn't have a player inside the top 30 in the league, I think I said, or top 20 in the league. And Stone came up. Stone is infectious. That means something towards yeah. chemistry. I agree with that. He puts and himself out there. Again, and, and Austin won't put himself out there. He'll Not stay yet. he'll stay in his lane and do, get everything he can out of his skill or his terrific shot. But Mark Stone, Stone is like a few years earlier out Ryan of his comfort zone to, to get whatever he can out of his talent. I'm glad he got a cup. Austin needs to figure that out. Their observation. Okay, just like that. It's over. Derek Englund, thanks for joining us. Jay's tomorrow. Jay's tomorrow. We're back, Friday. We're back on Friday. Real Kipper and Born. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Give us a rating and review if you get a chance. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great night, everybody.